0: This is the Prepared Mindset Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Austin. And this week, I am joined by a pair of guests who actually run their own podcast. Something uh, fairly unique, uh, an opportunity I don't really get a whole lot is to talk to other folks in the space that it, uh, do the whole podcast thing, right? Uh, everybody has a little bit different take. Everybody has a little bit different flavor, uh, a different approach niche, you know, where they, they fit in with things. So, uh, I have the opportunity to sit down with Mike and Keith, Hosts of the Gun Experiment podcast. I was a guest of theirs uh, a couple of weeks back. Um, my by now it's probably a couple of months back, um, and and really enjoyed the experience. So was able to set up some time to get those gentlemen to sit down and, and join me. They're uh, located in in New York, so we get to have a conversation around uh, you know their perspective, not only on podcasting but also what. What life behind enemy lines is like, you know, what they have to deal with in, in their Democrat controlled state where it's very difficult for them to, uh, get access to firearms and things are just, things are very different <clears throat> for Mike and Keith. So, um, you know, very much discussion. I've been looking forward to really, really good guys. Uh, I think you guys are really going to enjoy the insight and the, and the perspective that they, they can share and some of the stories they can share. It should be, should be a really good one, um, before, I get over to my conversation with Mike and Keith, though. I, of course, have to say thank you to our presenting sponsors here at The Prepared Mindset. First, as always, Midwest Gunworks. You guys, if you are looking to buy a handgun, you're looking to buy a rifle, head on over to MidwestGunWorks.com, use discount code Mindset for 5% off of your order. Guys, they have tons of stuff in stock, from bolt guns to shotguns to ARs to glocks, shadow systems, all kinds of different stuff. If you're working on building your own AR, that's fantastic. Let Midwest Gunworks help you guys finish your build. They have barrels, they've got full uppers, they've got lowers, they have parts kits, bolt carriers, all kinds of good stuff. Stocks and furniture, again, discount code prepared mindset is going to save you 5% off of all of that. Let them take care of you. These guys have been in business since 1997, great family-oriented company doing great work out in the community bringing parts and supplies to all of you. Head on over to midwestgunworks.com and check out what they got going on. Also I have to say thank you of course. Of course to my friends Pierce Garrett and Jonah over at 100 Concepts. You guys, head on over to 100concepts.com, see what they got cooking. I actually just got my hands on one of the Cloud Defensive Rain 3.0 lights, which they have in stock right now in Flat Dark Earth. Head on over, pick you up one. Those things are like freaking lightsabers. And while you're at it, you can pick up one of their large light caps to go with that that Rain 3.0. Uh, pick up their scope caps, the ocular caps that they have, you know, featured in the Grand Thumb videos, doing all kinds of cool stuff. They're now featured at Big Tech's Outdoors, featured at Warrior Poets Society. Guys, 100 Concepts, their motto is do good, be dangerous, live free. They are out there doing the real work. They are bringing awesome, awesome products to market to make sure that we are all more capable with our missions. Things like their helmet scrim, their pack scrim, they have chemlight kits and chemlight refill kits and, you know, talk to Jonah and they got just a bunch of stuff in the works. Uh, I can't wait until you guys get to check out some of the things that I've heard about and seen uh, really, really great company doing all kinds of good stuff. Head on over to 100concepts.com and support those guys. Third, I have to say thank you to LARP labs. John does outstanding work. He creates these just amazing. I don't know how he does it. Honestly, it's there. I mean, I do know that it's with a computer vinyl wraps for your lights like your cloud defensive rain 3.0 or your surefire scout light or your streamlight hlx vinyl wraps for those that are made out of the 3m durable vinyl that they use to wrap competitive rock crawlers has a three-year shelf life that's while it's outdoors by the way it doesn't leave any sticky residue any gunk doesn't peel you know it's not just a total nightmare to put on he even sets you guys up with an awesome discount code prepared mindset it's all one word. It's gonna save you ten percent off your order when you go to larplabs.com, guys. If whether you need something for a handheld light, uh, rifle light, your your optics, your scope, whatever have you, uh, lasers, PVS14, let LARP Labs help you out. If you're worried about painting your rifles, or even if you just want to try out a new pattern, head on over. Cheap monies, pick one up for yourself. Check it out. See what they have going on. Again, discount code Prepared Mindset is gonna save you ten percent off your order. And Gotta say thank you to our friends over at Active Carry, ActiveCarryTech.com. That's Tech with no H, Active dot com, for all of your medical needs. Guys talk a ton about shooting here, and we talk a lot about survival. All of these things we talk about, medical is involved and tied into preparation at all levels with all of these subjects and topics. Making sure you have the right supplies and equipment to make sure that you're going to survive what you're going through, or even just to make sure you have those supplies to be effective when you come across some kind of tragedy or incident out in everyday life is crucially important. Head on over to activecarrytech.com. You can use discount code PMP10 to save 10% off your order while you're picking up tourniquets, chest seals, gauze packs. Maybe you're looking for a pre-built kit like their Blazer IFAC or their Gamma kit something like their guardian ankle kit, even again, PMP 10 is going to save you 10% off your order guys. Active carry has pledged to move to as many American made supplies and products as possible this year. They're out there supporting you supporting the country, hooking up with that sweet discount code PMP 10, 10% off your order and helping you to be more effective and better prepared when you're out there in the world, head on over to ActiveCarryTech.com, See what they got going on. Use their custom kit builder. Make sure your med is squared away. All right. So as I said, I get to sit down with my friends, Mike and Keith from the gun experiment should be a pretty awesome conversation without any further delay, any further hangups. I'm going to get us on over to my conversation with those fellas right about now. Mike Keith. Welcome gentlemen. How are you? I am good. How are you guys doing this evening?
1: We're doing pretty good. It's uh, I realize that this is the first time I've been uh, up at Mike's house. Uh, his studio is uh, our studio is at his house, and it was during the daytime. I like, came up; it was light out. I, I always feel like what we do up here is a dirty, dark secret.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, does feel a little weird to and have like light out. Yeah, but we're doing yeah. good. How about you? Good. Uh, hey, uh,
0: I'm on the right side of the dirt, so I uh, can't complain too much. No one wants to hear it, anyways,
1: right? That's yeah. true. Yeah, good attitude to have, though. I, I always yep. say when people ask me how I'm doing, I like to say I uh, haven't quit shaving yet.
0: <laughs> there you go. Yeah, um, I'll probably use that one actually, because I run out of that stuff with work meetings and whatnot. But uh, uh, so you guys, right? For anybody, you know, our listeners that may not be aware, you guys run your own podcast called
1: The Gun Experiment, right? Correct. Yes. Well, Mike runs it. I just kind of hang out. Yeah, yeah. he comes wow. in,
2: talks, he makes a few jokes here and there.
1: Yeah. But, yeah. I mean I uh I don't
0: have anybody like that. Um but you know, the teamwork makes the dream work, right? And uh, <laughs> as long as it gets done. I mean, I don't think I mean I'm sure you guys probably care, but you know, uh, <laughs> as long as it gets done. So yep. um how did you guys let's cuz you know, uh I was a guest on your podcast. Uh it only feels like it was a couple weeks back. Actually, yeah, I actually think it was like, like right, a man. couple a couple
2: months. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Time definitely <laughs> flew by on that one.
0: Yeah. So how did you guys, uh, what led you guys to, to you know, doing what you're doing?
2: So I am intrigued with podcasting. Uh, it's definitely my favorite medium. I, I, I love listening to them. I love hosting one, producing one. And I wanted to do it. It was something I had wanted to do, wanted to do. And it just, I kept putting it on the back burner. And then COVID, I think a lot of people found new things to do during COVID. And yeah. I was like, you know, I'm like, if, there's ever a time to do this. It's now. And I, uh, I don't remember if I bought a microphone. I I think I did. I did buy a a microphone and I just needed someone to interview and Keith lives down the road and we were shooting buddies. And I said, Hey, would you want to be uh, a guest on my podcast? Actually the first guest on my podcast. And he was like, sure. And so he came on and we did the show and I hit end. And I said, so what'd you think? He said, I liked it." I said, what do you think about being my uh, co-host? and uh he was like i'll give it a a try i'll stick around for you know until it stops being fun or whatever and uh that episode never actually aired no one's ever heard it and so basically he duped me that's how i got here 100 percent. yeah and he said he would say until it stopped being fun and he's been here for almost three years now so
0: so it's like one of those deep fake like interview type things like what was that the Project Greenlight, or whatever that Matt Damon and Ben Affleck did, just to mess with people
2: or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, it was a legitimate legitimate interview, and I do actually have it. We always say like some someday it'll surface. We just don't know where and when. Yeah, we,
1: we have to build something for fans that like they can work towards towards listening to it. Like that <laughs> yeah. would be fun. Yeah, exactly. but it's got to be something big because you know I don't even remember what I said. At it's got to be horrible because
2: like I'm sure I was not a good interviewer. I'm sure like it was like well, it's like me. Like I'm not really that interesting. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, I remember my first, uh, I mean, whew, at least probably my first 20 episodes, honestly, like I didn't do interviews. It was just me talking and stuff. And, yeah. um, I know it was, I know it's rough. I know it's rough listening. Uh, luckily it's the, to I the old stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, uh, now I think people that, that find me, and maybe this is the same with you guys, like y- you're far enough along in things that people don't go, All the way back to the beginning of the catalog, (laughs) they're like, they'll go like three finger scrolls or four finger scrolls down the catalog on their phone, and then it's like, ah, this looks like a good one, I'll just start here, right? And you kind of get, yeah, yeah, you kind of get a little lucky.
2: What's funny is like, so our catalog has, I mean, our catalog, I'm very proud of it. And, you know, we've had some amazing guests. I mean, uh, who are some guests that we're proud of?
1: Uh, well, I think for me, like some of the most recent ones were Masada Ayub and, and Clint Smith. And, yeah like, those, those guys awesome. were
2: awesome. Pat, Pat, legends, Pat McNamara is a big one. Like, I mean, there's a bunch of Steve Fisher. So we've had a lot of like really great guests. And I'm sure I'm Jackie
1: Jackie Billings from Pew Pew Tactical. She's yeah. one of my favorite
2: hosts or uh, favorite guests. So we had all these like we've had all these great people, but if you go like far enough back in the catalog, like there's like like just friends of ours, kind of, you know. And that's that's, that's like true, a true Eric B. <laughs> yeah, and so like once in a while, someone will will like uh, you know you'll see that I've someone, had a couple cousins on. Yeah, someone will ever like listen to one, and I'm like, man, you listen to that one, huh? <laughs> yep. Like, okay, yeah, I know, know that. Going, I know that. Yeah, you're, you're, you're like, like in the catalog. You
0: reach and you reach and you try to like find. I know I, I, I was a fortunate. I had like a, a friend of the family who actually spent like 30 years in the Marines and Marine Reserves and like deployed all over the world. I mean, he was in Somalia, like the week after Black Hawk down went, you know, went down and everything um, and all kinds of stuff and word and tear. And I was like, oh, would you like to come on my podcast? So like that was like my that was I like to think that was my first legitimate, you know, right. guest mm-hmm. everybody before that was like, hey, you're a friend and you you hunt and like you own a gun. <laughs> so do you want to like, you know, talk about it? And, yeah. Right. Uh, it, it's always like grasping for straws. Yeah. But I have the same, the same vibes when people are like, yeah, I went all the way back and listened to episode eight. I'm like, oof. Yeah. Sorry.
2: Yeah. Though, though uh, I'd like to think that those are good for people to look and go, wow, look how far they've come. <laughs> you <laughs> Yeah. Keep listening. Yeah. <laughs> yep, and will,
0: yeah, absolutely. Cause you know what? Um. So we are, we're sponsored and supported right now by, uh, the team over at 100 concepts and it was funny because when i talked to jonah over there he was like yeah man i found you when you were like pretty early on and i i'll be honest with you it wasn't really what i was it wasn't really what i was into but then you know like a, a month or two ago or a couple months or something he was like yeah i started listening again and it got, you, yeah you've come a really long way i'm like yeah let's, <laughs> let's just talk about that let's yeah. just talk about that uh we don't need to go back to to you know the beginnings yeah uh, so did you guys grow up shooting? Um was it something like you guys just did recreationally all the time or how did it start?
1: Yeah, I I had a few not a lot of instances growing up. Um my my first experiences were with my grandfather and uh, and and one of my uncles. Um and a lot of my family uh did. I mean, we always had hunting camps and you know, did things like that. Uh but I just I don't know somewhere along the line I I just kind of went down a path that didn't involve firearms as much. And then I like to say I met Mike and uh, I start, I I started getting pretty, uh, pretty active in it uh, shortly after that Uh, way more active. It's become like a, like a, a, probably my, one of my biggest hobbies that and collecting old steamboat with wheels or Lincoln town cars and Cadillacs. Um, but I have, uh, really gone crazy into the shooting industry and the shooting world at this point in time. And, um, it's, uh, probably one of the funnest parts of my, uh, my day these days.
2: Yeah. And for me, so I, I kind of grew up around guns. My, my dad always had them. And, um, my dad had a hunting camp back in the day and my cousins and stuff would all go there. And, you know, uh, I always say like, they all had guns, you know, and like they would walk around the cabin. Like my dad had like a, uh, an old Ruger Blackhawk, like it was on like a cowboy belt, you know, like it hung low and he had like yeah. bullets on the belt. And I just like, as a, you know, as a kid, like now I look at, it, I'm like, kind of like, what a dork, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, no, I mean like not really, but I, that's cool too. But like back then as a kid, you're like, shit, I think my dad's a cowboy, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so like, you know, and then all my cousins had guns. So like, for me, it was like, I can't wait to turn 21. Yeah, I didn't know the age, but I can't wait to turn 21 and get my own gun and sure enough, 21 came and I got my own gun, but I, my, you know, my dad had got me a shotgun when I was a kid and I hunted. And so I just was always around him, you know? And then I went kind of like Keith, I kind of got into the, like the dating scene and more of the, I didn't the, say dating, but well, yeah, yeah. You know. But you, <laughs> <away from us. laughs> I will clarify that I was definitely dating and, uh, you know, I was, uh, not, not using, uh, my guns as much. And, uh, you were thinking with the wrong head. So yeah, I was using other guns. Yeah. Other guns. Yeah. And uh, hopefully fire and misfires. Yeah. As Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley's is a love gun. you know?
1: <laughs> And yep, anyway, yep. and
2: so then I got married, you know, and, and I kind of had settled down and it just all came flooding back, you know, like I never got rid of my guns. I had them. And my wife was like, wait, you're into these. And I was like, yeah, really into these. <laughs> yeah. Surprise. Yeah. L- l- luckily, she's very supportive of, uh, of the lifestyle and, and, uh, all of my hobbies. Both of our wives. Luckily.
1: Yeah. Very
2: lucky. Oh, lucky.
0: that's yeah, that that's huge. Yeah, um sure. it is huge. If you have a wife who is either just uh ooh, I I guess I have to choose these words carefully. Um <laughs> friends listening. But if you have friends, uh you know, and or your own wife who is super liberal and hates firearms, or maybe is even just conservative but thinks that guns are unnecessary, ooh, that could be like prison. Yeah, that could put a real strain on the relationship. Uh it's like living also- in New York. I, yeah. yeah well okay so <clears throat> actually to that point um hmm. have you guys did you guys both grow up uh in new york so have you like dealt with that whole like yeah uh yeah, we awful law thing the whole time
2: yeah, yeah but it's weird because like when you grow up here so like it's, speak, it's way sorry. it's way more it's way more normal for us I, i'm speaking for myself i don't want to speak for you keith you can jump in though obviously yeah. I, like when you grow up and you're a kid so like my the first gun my dad ever gave me was a shotgun And then the second gun I ever kind of used was an M1 carbine. Like neither of those would like, they're both perfectly legal in New York. It's no big deal. You Uh know, if someone gives you a a 30 at six bolt action, like no problem, you know, like we'll, we'll, we'll let you fud out all day long in New York, you know, no worries. It wasn't until I got older. And then all of a sudden I was like, actually, I'll tell you when the first like New York moment hit was, uh, I was like. AR15s weren't even on my radar to be quite honest. I I was a pistol guy and they were talking about uh the SAFE Act and I was like, "Well, shit, they want to get rid of these. I I, one. I better get It's exactly <laughs> what happened. I was like I, I was like, "I don't like you telling me I can't have one, so now I want one." And that's right. literally how I got my first AR. I built an AR15, which is le- legal in New York. I it is legal. It's been neutered. It's been neutered. <laughs> But, so uh, but when you yeah.
0: say, when you say it's been neutered, so what are, cause I know there's like California compliant yes, and yeah. like, there's all kinds of other terms, like, uh, like a New York trigger and like a Glock and stuff. So when you say neutered for
2: New York, what does that mean? So there's a few different ways you can go about this. Uh, so essentially any semi-automatic rifle, uh, if you're going to have the evil features, evil features, meaning collapsible stock, pistol grip, bayonet lug, um, threaded barrel any type of uh su- su- not a not a suppressor but any type of can't even have a suppressor yeah you can't even, never can have a suppressor but anything that threads on to the front whether it be like a muzzle brake or something like that anything like that is a no-go if it is a semi-automatic with a removable magazine oh dear that god be- what the fuck is the point that, at, at that it, that's So you can, you are smarter than our politicians (laughs) with that statement. Like it makes no sense. So you have to pin the magazine. So if you pin the magazine, so if your magazine does not come out and you have to basically breach and then top Mm -hmm. load your ammo, you can have all of those features. If you choose to have a keep a detachable magazine, you cannot have threaded barrels. You cannot have bayonet lug, which is, you know, I don't know how many bayonet stabbings are these days. Can't have a bayonet lug. You can't have a, so you have to make a fixed stock Um, and you have to make sure that your grip, they have these funky grips that are like, you know. Kind oh
0: of, yeah. Super just awkwardly angled. Awkwardly and,
2: angled. Yeah. yeah. Like we, the one I have on my, I, I, I've done a few things. I've gone back and forth. I've had it where it was pinned. I've had it unpinned and going with the grips, especially cause I try to test gear for, for New Yorkers and stuff. But we found resurgent arms a while, a while ago, we actually, you know, affiliate with them a little bit and in my opinion, they have the nicest looking of the not nice looking grips. If you know what I mean? Like they did a really good job of trying to make it kind of like, okay. Looking. Um, Yeah. But I mean, that's basically it. And then there's one other option. You, you
1: can, (laughs) you can also have a detachable magazine and the evil features if you have a bolt lock. So it's what uh, that
2: does is it, it makes it so every time the, Rifle fires, you it have to release lo- it, the bolt. It, it locks the bolt back. So now it's not technically a semi auto. Oh, for the love of God.
1: Yeah. That's the choice yeah. that I went with. And yeah. there's, by the way, there's
2: work. I, I'm, I am not advocating for people to do things against the law, but I'm just saying that there are workarounds for all of this. Right. So, well, like,
1: that's what I was just going to say was like the bolt lock, the one I chose. The reason I chose that is that it's, you know, if you are familiar with the platform, it's literally you could fix
2: that problem in under five minutes. <laughs> Same with some of the mag locks. Like there's ways to like make mag locks unlocked, You know what I mean? Like, so like, if you were to go to, if you were to like move out of state or leave state, it's very easy to change that, right? Like you're talking one part. So right. there's. So it's just typical New Yorkers compromising. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean and then, you know, now we're dealing with a whole host of um, new pistol. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. New, new, I always forget the, I, Can't believe I forget the name. It's the
1: greatest name ever. It's the Concealed Carry Improvement Act.
2: They improved upon
1: it. They improved upon the Concealed Carry.
0: What's to improve on? It's you don't Uh, it's very simple constitutional. No,
1: it's very simple. It's a very simple improvement. You'll everybody can understand it. You basically are not allowed to carry your firearm anywhere outside of your house. Yeah.
2: Or your car. You can carry your car. car. You
1: can be in your car. Or I can be on private property if they explicitly tell me it's okay. Yeah, it's disgusting.
2: So this is all in. So everybody at this point nationwide has heard of Bruin, right? Like Bruin. I was just going to say,
0: I thought that was a big win for you guys.
2: So it is just not yet. (laughs) It was, it was actually a bigger win for everybody else. It It, actually doubled down on us. Yeah. So what happened was uh, Bruin was brought um, by New York state. We won. And they said, basically like, you cannot, you're being unreasonable with your permitting schemes in New York city. Now keep in mind, we're not in New York city. Mm-hmm. we we have permits we we, were yeah, we have concealed carry permits like, we were, were fine we were good yeah but because new york city was doing this like egregious sort of uh um, permitting scheme and i apologize and by
1: fine i still mean we were restricted to the amount of ammunition that we could carry in our pistols there were still a lot of compromises that we had gone with but we were living this life you know this question you know like you said started started with has it always been this way for us? It has. And we've sort of always been with it. But this is what Mike's telling you now is how it only got worse after it was supposed to get better.
2: Yeah, it, it went from like, I'm trying to give you like an analogy. It went from like, like if you're living in like a raised ranch and you're like, you know, I'd love to live in like a big mansion, but like I have like a nice home. That's kind of yeah. how it was. It was like we were living in a raised ranch. Like It wasn't a mansion, but like we were living and we were living pretty good. And then they were like, oh, by the way, um, we're taking your uh, raised ranch away. And here's your cardboard box. You know, it was kind of like that analogy. That's um, a pretty good one. Yeah, and so, yeah, what they basically did is they said, okay, um, so since we can, we now have to give pistol permits in New York City, we are gonna we're gonna do that because we have to. But yeah. you're gonna have to provide your social media accounts. You're gonna have to take a 16 hour course with a live fire component to it. And then on top of that, once you get your permit, I'm sure there's a bunch of things I'm missing with that, but I'll, I'll fill in some stuff. Yeah. With you. Once you get all that. Uh, you can only carry your pistol. You can't carry it in churches or synagogues. You can't carry it in any store, restaurant, uh, place of business, private property, where not where they tell you you can't carry, but where they they need to give explicit instruction that you are allowed to carry on their property.
1: And then there are some. There are examples of no matter even if they tell you you can, you may not. And they are churches, synagogues, like Mike said. Even if a church says it's okay, you're not allowed in a place of worship in New places York.
2: Places that serve alcohol,
1: any place that serve alcohol, you're not allowed to. Even if they tell you it's okay, any place that children might gather, you are not allowed to carry, even if they say it's okay.
2: So think about this: like you, you can't go to a uh, hiking in a park because kids could be on the playground hundred feet away from that from where you are.
1: You can't go to Applebee's. I might not even have a drink at Applebee's.
2: Right. Yeah. You, you can't go to ShopRite or well, whatever your shopping center, your grocery store is because they all serve alcohol. They all have alcohol. Right. So like, it's just like, it's gotten to the point where like these things are so restrictive. They basically doubled down mm-hmm. and said, you can't, now you can't. Carry and they
1: anything. also, on top of that, if they decide that what we just described isn't covered and you could carry, but they don't want you to, they label it a sensitive area. And are a gun free zone, so they can
0: they can just slap that label on basically anything that
2: they don't. They're not supposed to. The Supreme Court said they couldn't. Right, but they just did.
1: They did it, and now there's a lot of cases in New York, which you know, Mike and I are very up and down about how we feel about this. We we, we're very optimistic some days, and some days we're very pessimistic about this. Sure, but there has been a humongous humongous amount of you know legal action that's been taking place, and we feel pretty good about the direction it's going um the most recent development without boring everyone with you know too much details i here, think we're a depressing interview by the way <laughs> i hope well this no, is this the positive is... thing i think this yeah. part is you know the most recent where we're at right now is these cases are kind of been stalling out new york's been typical fashion trying to delay 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 and the supreme court uh, over the summer judge alito and thomas gave a joint statement together basically saying the second circuit and I'm I apologize to the supreme court justices I'm going to boil this down to a really high level and uh but basically the two of them said get your shit together you know you need to make a decision on this fast and we will make a decision for you if you can't we trust that you can get this done but it needs to be done soon
0: that's that's good to hear i mean we i thought it was bad here in michigan uh two and a half years ago really when we were kind of in the throes of lockdown and and uh wayne county which is where like detroit proper is located um concealed carry permits not like your concealed carry permits like actually you can carry outside the house under your clothes and everything like (laughs) about where you would actually encounter danger um they were actually having uh wait times uh not not to get your, your permit to get the appointment, to go to the County clerk, to submit your paperwork, to get your permit. The lead times were at nine and a half months.
1: Wow. And
0: that was a, <clears throat> it was a pretty big issue here. Um, yours still sounds worse though. Um, oh, it's,
2: <laughs> it's rough. It's I mean, rough. it's, it's gotten this newest, the improvement act is really, it's bad. The
1: worst part about it is what, what I, one of the sayings I say on the podcast a lot is it's created a law-abiding criminals you know it's created yeah. people that now you know and i'm not when i say this for anyone that's listening that you know it could get you know upset about what i'm about to say i'm not saying i do these things i'm just saying this is what i think and some new yorkers that i've talked to have done and are doing where they would never carry before because it wasn't right to carry like their kids football game or you know, the post office office is a good example, you know, or Uh even like, you know, just places where you just normally wouldn't carry. It's made them feel like, well, I'm breaking the law on a place I would carry. So why don't I just carry all the time and just break the law all the time? And when I say break the law, that's where that law abiding criminal part comes in. It's like, they feel like it's very clear based on the way the Supreme Court has ruled that they're able to do these things regardless of New York's laws.
2: So if you're going to Yeah, like I, I can kind of elaborate on it a little bit. I so the other day I was in a place and I was just kind of minding my own business. I wasn't, you know, I was just sitting there, and there was a sign on the wall. I had never seen it before. I've been to this place multiple times, but it's I had never seen the sign. It was like an official, like had New York State seal, and it said no firearms, shotguns, or rifles permitted on these premises. Didn't it say knives too? It did not say knives. Oh, okay. And what made me laugh about it is I'm sitting there, and I was not carrying, uh, actually, but I was looking at the sign, and I'm going, okay, let's just say that I knew that sign was there, and I was carrying. I said, you know what? I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to put my gun in my lockbox in my my truck, and I'm going (laughs) to come in because I want to do the right thing. And I'm thinking, what did that accomplish? I was not going to go in there and be a threat to anybody, but the guy who is going to be a threat is not going to care what that sign says. So it's just so backwards in terms of thinking like – you know these areas are going to stop people from it's, doing it. It's the,
1: like the thinking of it is like, well, if they do it, we'll have something else to charge
2: them with,
0: you yeah. know, or yeah, we'll have it, something. Like, else murder the wasn't account. already bad enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, it's funny because I so people like, so we are a New York based show, but I don't consider us necessarily a New York show. And what I mean by so that, is what, are
0: you are you saying that you don't identify? <laughs> as <well. laughs>
2: Yes, I yes, do not sir. identify as a New Yorker. I would love to say I'm a Southerner actually. Um I feel I always say I feel like I was meant to be a Southerner. I was just born inconveniently in the north, you know. Northeast. Yeah. But um you know, we, we have we try to like cover topics all over. Like we covered the uh Taqueria shooting in Texas. And we we try to cover everything. We try to We talk We're... a lot about even training and and uh not necessarily
1: even, you know, training new york things training in general
2: exactly like i mean uh, we had we've had uh guests on from texas right and like yeah uh, we oh we recently was uh from texas right yep
1: and then i think a jared from uh, jacksonville we had on recently a police officer who
2: was uh shot in the line of duty right so we don't, we don't like, but we, I do, I do find that we wind up like going off on these tangents about the shit that's going on in New York we live here. because we live here. And what mm-hmm. I always say to people is like, it's so easy to be like, well, you know, like I can tune this part out because it doesn't really involve me. And I always say, but like, we're like a cautionary tale, Like, you actually should listen. If you're from Texas yeah. and you're not listening to what I'm saying or what Keith is saying, it's like, man, you really should be because well, don't because- think it can't happen. Yeah, because we,
0: I think we, and I say, I, I say we as uh, part of the 2A community, or we as even uh, a country have gotten to the point where we take this like this attitude of, well, eh, it's just one little law. And then two years later, well, it's just this other little law. And the well, problem the is compromise
1: that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. That's how and, we got
0: and here. It's just like a slow erosion of your rights. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, um, if you look at the last, if you go back a hundred years from like the 1920s uh, all the way up till today, you know uh, there's been like nine. I think I went through and did research and like counted. It's probably more because I did that when I first started the podcast. But like nine major pieces of legislation that were building and adding restrictions to to gun owners things like the NFA uh, and things like that. There's only been three incidences of this across uh, the last hundred years. We've actually gained any of those rights back. And that's counting the expiration of the Clinton era assault weapons ban. So that's why I have a real problem when having conversations with people and they're like, oh, well, it works. They do it in Europe. They do it in New York. They do it in California. And how come, you know, it's fine there? And it's like, well, it's it's not fine, actually. It's actually pretty... Right, it's fucking bad, you know. Uh, but that's fine. You believe what you want. Like you think we're just afraid of losing our rights, and well, we are. And here's a hundred years of proof. You guys have no problem throwing it out there for things like women's rights or slavery, whatever. I mean, that's that's probably a pretty hot take, but like, <laughs> that just goes to show you that you look at yeah, we are afraid of what happens over that much
2: time. Yeah, yeah. So we had just had this conversation. I think it was with Peter on our last episode. I think. We, we had discussed the um, shooting in Tennessee, <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, the school shooting. Yep. And, uh, you know, I was saying, like, that really, that one really hit home. I mean, they all hit home, but that one, for some reason, it just kind of hit me in the feels a little bit. And I have kids, young kids. And I was just saying, like, I don't know how much more, like, you know, you have your like super, super far left people who they just don't like guns. They're they never going to change. They're never going to change. But like, I'm talking about your average could be conservative, could be um, independent, could be like kind of like a moderate liberal,
1: the um, majority of America,
2: right, right, the the, the middle <laughs> ground, right. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know how much more of an appetite that like, all three of us were, are going to be like, listen, that is horrible. But we know we're not the problem. So I'm not mm-hmm. giving up my guns. But that middle, that middle ground. I don't know how much more of an appetite they have for these kinds of things, especially when the media keeps just bombarding them and painting yeah. the gun is the problem, right? Like we know it's not the gun, right? Like how many people do you know that have AR-15s and guns high and capa- high capacity magazines? I'm using air quotes here. Yeah. Like, and they're not the problem, right? It, their guns are not the problem. It's the mental health situation. I And I hate using that because it's like a catch all, but it certainly is a problem right Well, when you start that's... looking
0: at some of the people that carry these out and they have you know and i'm not uh, i've said this before like i'm not anti gay rights or any of that stuff i mean like my opinion you want to live your life however you want to live it like hey god bless man like it's it's like a foundational thing of this country but a lot of these shooters are young kids 16 to 18 19 years old that have undergone all kinds of hormone therapy and have all kinds of issues and have been rejected in multiple ways by society and are emotionally unstable i mean we kind of all went through that phase in high school where it's like you sure. discover yourself i don't feel like i have any friends I, my yeah. girlfriend dumped me and it's the worst day of my life
1: nothing combination or some, combination, or, or some yeah. combination of all those things with nowhere to turn for help and nowhere to really you know right and and you know let's just take what we're talking about here and live in an alternate universe for a second and and the alternate universe is assault weapons are banned they don't exist but mm-hmm. every other semi-automatic weapon does. Yeah, pistols. <laughs> like, like pistols, like or the Caltech
0: or, that they used in the school shooting,
2: or a you know, or or a bolt-action rifle. Like if you what? Let, I don't understand. I, I hate to say this because it's going to sound like a dark, dark, but just kind of followed to complete it. If you let your brain go to a dark place of like, if I were that person, if I were that fucked up individual, a semi-automatic right? shotgun, and <laughs> you and you do the mental gymnastics of like, how could I create a lot of harm? It doesn't take a whole lot of mental gymnastics. Two like it's, pistols. It's pretty freaking easy. So, like yeah. it doesn't matter if it's a if it's one 30 round mag you get rid of, or if it's three 10 round pistol magazines. It's the same uh-huh. thing. It's th- you know, it's 30 rounds. It's people are gonna be running for the hills because you're because of shooting they're hearing shooting. You can mag change as many times as you want. That's yeah. the reality of it. it well, and, it's not and, gonna change, you know.
0: And we experienced Columbine yeah. High School in the middle of that assault weapons ban that president Clinton signed into law. And you know what they did? They got shotguns. They got handguns that were all legal by the letter of the law. And those, the capacity limits that were going to make everything safer. And then they made homemade pipe bombs. Like, yep. yeah, I mean, I, the the real point that I think a lot of people miss is evil is going to find the way that you want to yeah, hurt yeah. someone. You really yeah. want to hurt someone. You're going to find a way. If you're in the heat of the moment, you're going to grab a claw hammer, a knife, a fucking frying pan, whatever, uh, let alone if you have time to meditate or premeditate this and access to whatever, um, I think people, this is my opinion. I think people need to stop and pause and they need to look at these things from a logical perspective and stop using fear. And stop letting things like emotion drive those decisions when they go to the voting booth and when they speak out publicly and address this. And, and things is, look, we've spent basically since Clinton got into, into office, right? Because I think he was the one that signed the bill that made it illegal to carry a firearm on school grounds.
2: You
0: so basically correct. 30 years-ish, yeah. roughly. And we've, we've had that work out. Go up. Yeah, yeah, we've only seen it get worse. It's only yeah. gotten worse. Nobody wants to say it. None of the people in the media, none of the politicians want to address it, but it's only gotten worse. We didn't know. I mean, really, like, cause I was in, I was in elementary school all through the nineties and then, or, or the last half of the nineties the rather, and then middle school and then things. We didn't really know what school shootings were. Like I knew what Columbine was and, you know, like, okay, now today it's, yeah, it's awful how, how often it happens. And we, but we look at the measures that are taken. Nothing seems to really address the issue. We just keep addressing well, the symptoms. Uh, uh,
1: our guest that Mike was talking about the other night that we had on, uh, Peter Tillum, he's a Second Amendment uh, attorney in New York. Um, he, The thing that he said when we were talking about this is, and it really like, it made me pause and it was a light bulb off my head. We arm our money, make sure that our army, our, our money is protected by armed people but we can't ensure that every school in America has an armed guard, at least one.
2: Yeah. You know, sent all that money to Ukraine. (laughs) Well, this this is, this might be a little bit of a deep thought. I mean, it's, it's not, it's related to the gun conversation, but it's not about guns is if you look at these mass shootings, primarily, I I was actually listening to Joe Rogan today and was on this topic. And I don't know if this is true or not, but he was saying like, there's never been a female mass shooter.
1: Not aware. Well, I, I don't know. Most well, one. that's
2: where I'm going. I'm kind of going with this. Like, so there's never been a, a a female mass shooter. It's it's typically been men. Most of them have been young men, with the exception that I, in my recent memory is the one in Vegas, the Vegas shooter who was a like a middle aged man, um <laughs> which is a real weird one, by the way. Like, there's still still no answer to why that happened. But there are these young men, and what I always go to is like, what are we doing in society to our young men? that is making that and primarily they're young white men, right? So like there's, there's this demographic and what are we doing to these young men or not doing, or not providing them, you know, are we not providing them with the proper outlets for aggression when they're younger? Like, are we not, I I don't know the answer, but it just, it's frustrating to me, especially Keith and I both have sons and it's like, you know, I, I do everything I can to try to, you know, obviously raise my kid. Right. But it's frustrating and what's Keith kind of alluded to it this last shooter and there was confusion about this because anytime you start going into transitioning from one gender to another it gets like a little like like wait wait, 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 what was this then this then that where am I going but my understanding was that we were talking about a biological female who transitioned to male and I couldn't help my mind went to this like place where I was like she wanted to be a male so bad she was going to prove that like you know men shoot up schools so i'm going to show you how male i am like <laughs> you know like i know that's oh, like a ter- I, that. I know it's terrible but i'm like it just it's because again joe rogan was saying like well it, the fact that just, just this, to the, it, this would be the only it isn't, it isn't. since okay.
1: 1982 there's been there's been four female mass shooters still very low still very low okay. in comparison yeah. to 135 male and there's been two male and female combined together two okay. shooters one male one female or multiple yeah. than that. So yeah. very, very
2: low number. Though. Very low very numbers. Very low numbers.
1: Yeah. And it's, it. it I mean,
0: I, I think it's, a. I mean, it, it's definitely a societal issue more than just addressing uh, the firearms component of it. You know, um, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think it, we, n- none of the three of us here have have the answer. And if we could fix it, I'm sure we probably would, you know. Uh, but I, I'll tell you, you know, you start to look at some of these things that weren't there when we were growing up social media yeah. Oh, for all the uh you know and i i teach uh as a side like hobby gig type thing i teach like high school uh drumline you know so i'm in my my alma mater high school fairly regularly you walk around you see stuff on the walls and uh anti-bullying uh you know programs and uh, uh policy on bullying is posted by the main office and things and we're we're very as a society today, in the last, at least the last 10 years, it's probably longer than that, uh, are very, like, I would say, even hyper focused on addressing the bullying issue in person. You know, I have never, I mean, it, I've never wanted to punch people in the face more than I have in probably the last six years because <laughs> people are so, and, and part of it is it got worse when we all got stuck at home, but just some of the like awful, rotten, like just terrible shit people say to each other because they're behind a keyboard. This like yeah. false bravado, this false confidence they have, and then this mob mentality. And I think that's really where people start to have issues is like the mob mentality on social media and you gang up and then that shit follows you into school, into your your social circles. And it's like, you know, somebody spins something you say one way or took one thing that you said and and turned it into a, a huge issue. And now it seems like your whole life is.
2: Mike Mike Tyson has a quote, and I'm gonna butcher it, but it's something along the lines of the internet's made you all too comfortable with saying shit that you normally get punched in the face for, like something <laughs> something along mm-hmm. those lines, you know. Well,
1: I, I was gonna say something like, you know, we're ju- we're really we're just an animal species that's really advanced, <laughs> like we just we're still just a bunch of animals. Like, hey, you know, yeah, no matter
2: but, how you look at it. But Joe, you it's know
1: funny so, about some that? Some people I, need a punch in the mouth.
2: Yeah, you say that, and and I genuinely generally agree with you but the problem is is the fact that we've advanced so far that we actually can be these animals without actually having the interaction yeah. So there used to be and i mean you know, i'm taking this back like to 2000, 2000 years, years ago yeah <laughs> right there was sort of like a, a pecking order and you kind of yeah. knew where you stood you know and you maybe challenged the 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 natural natural order a little bit and either got put in your place or you, you bumped up a notch now you can be online and you can say shit sometimes sometimes i read we, stuff and i'm like god i want to respond to this and i'm like uh-huh. it's not worth it it's yeah. just not worth it i'm gonna stay out of this you know
1: so i do have a question about your drumline side gig do you have like yeah. drumline battles like the movie like do you actually like-
0: okay so I uh, i get that question a lot um <laughs> Why no, not? i think it's a cool uh,
1: movie i would want <laughs>
2: It's a terrible
0: movie for those of us that are like, and I've done uh, like two episodes where I get into it, but for
2: those of us in the biz, uh, it's a terrible movie. (laughs) Well,
0: it actually is a terrible representation. It's good. It's a good representation for what's referred to as like, uh, like historically black colleges. Um, Uh They they embrace that kind of thing. Like the drums are held by a sling and it's very showy. It's very, uh, there's not a lot of movement. They just kind of stand there and play. And some of them, some of them do it very, very, very well. Um, for what I was uh, involved with when I, and what I teach now, um, there's like, we call them carriers. So there's actual like things that, that most high schools have now where they, uh, they, the drum almost appears to be like free floating in front of them and it spreads the weight across their shoulders and their chest and their hips. Um, and uh, it's very methodical and it, it's core style is what do, it's referred to versus traditional style, which is what you would see in the movie drumline.
1: Do people get into it because of the movie? I'm sure I feel like
0: um, some people did back in the day. Um, yeah. And then I think there was like a VH one, like drumline the movie too, which was actually worse somehow. <laughs> um, the drumming was actually better because it was like 15 years later. Um, but the story was worse and <laughs> the filming and everything was worse. The casting was, I mean, Nick Cannon was still there, so it was still pretty awful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh yeah, so it's it's a different world. Um so got it. Yeah, I mean it's not exactly we don't really battle though.
1: No. All right, no battles.
2: No battles.
0: <laughs> um but yeah, okay, so like let's that's maybe that's a good point to to pivot uh a little bit here because sure. I wanted to ask you guys with what we were talking about before with a lot of the laws and the thing like the modifications you guys got to do to your your rifles and your handguns and things like that from a training perspective how does that how do you guys approach that? I mean, maybe personally, or, or maybe your community there in your in your area. I mean, you see a lot of these videos of guys running around, running and gunning, and not really mag dumps, but you know, mag changes, which oh, is mag not dump. a thing. You know, like how do you guys, uh, how do you you build and develop those skills given those like yeah. unique parameters? T-
2: I I can only speak to our area, but I would not. So, like you look at like some of these places in. I keep saying Texas, but like even California, California is another really good, good place in terms of this. There's like some really good, large venues to go shoot at, right? Like you see people shooting in like the desert and like, you know, Vegas and California and stuff like mm-hmm. that. We're like, like, we don't really have that. We do have a lot of, there's a lot of natural land here, but it's not really like developed by like the public system where, Hey, go, go use it for whatever you want. Right. Like we can't just, you can't just go on public land and just start just shooting and just running and gunning and not public land. It's not private land. You You can't do that. So like, we don't really have that opportunity. And like our gun clubs are kind of, I hate saying fuddy, but like they're kind of fuddy. They it's like sit in your, sit in your lane shoot, you know, but we (laughs) do
1: have some places that we have done these type of
2: trainings where we're running and moving, but that's where I'm going with this. You have to find an instructor or a trainer that gets you access to those abilities. So I can't go to my gun club and just, start, go out on the lawn and just start, you know, moving behind cover and shooting. Like that's not allowed. But if I, if we hold a a class where they're now closing down the range house and they're opening up the, you know, opening up the field to basically do this type of training, it's a different story. And like, so that's even, we train a lot with on um, onsite firearms training is the training company we train with. They, they do stuff all over the country, but uh, they're based out of New York and, Uh, We went to one where they had access to a rifle and pistol club and they just set up targets and they set up barrels and we were like, you know, using cover and we were doing different movement drills and, but it's because it was run, it was almost like pre-planned that way.
1: Yeah. You can't just show up and start doing it. Yeah. And then as far as like the magazine limitations and things like that, like just pack more mags.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: God, that's. I mean, it sounds like an like I thought it was bad enough here because we do believe it or not struggle in at least like the greater Southeast Michigan area around Detroit and stuff. There is not a lot of places to go and train.
1: I, I um, feel like I need to give you something positive that that does happen right here in New York. It's I'm doing it in in a couple of weeks, and Mike unfortunately can't come with me. But West Point, their marksman team is throwing a fundraiser, and we're I'm going on West Point to shoot on
2: West Point like range. You know, like that's that's in New York.
1: That's That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool.
2: Yeah. And actually, I should point out something else, too. So when the whole New York State Safe Act happened, that's our our assault weapon ban or the name for our assault weapon ban. Mm -hmm. They had a grace period and there was a a window where you could register your firearm and you could keep all the evil features. You could keep the detachable magazine like you could keep an unneutered AR-15, essentially. Okay. Okay. Um, it was wildly unsuccessful um I mean do you know the do you know the the rumored number?
1: I think it was less than ten percent, but let me see if I can find it
2: yeah, it's like a, it was a very low percent of people who did right who, who the, uh, allegedly based on sales,
1: less than ten percent of people I think actually so uh, wait, it,
0: so it you'd oh so you'd be able to keep all of your features and everything, but you just have to register it and on
2: that I mean, rifle, so it's how like you could keep buying rifles, but on that right, any rifle you owned, you could register it and you could keep all the evil features and you could keep a a detachable magazine and all that good stuff so it was a very low number that did it to my understanding Mm -hmm. but keep in mind actually it was less they say it's about four percent yeah so four so so now think about this that means there's a lot of ar-15 over a million
1: about a million firearms in new york state met the laws assault
2: weapon criteria
1: but only forty-four thousand were registered
2: okay so that means that there are, unless unless they sold them out of state, which is possible, all of those million people, it's a <laughs> lot of guns to sell out of state. Um, it basically means there's probably a whole lot of people out there that have AR-15s that are not neutered in this state, right? Like, I'm just speaking like logically. And so I have gone to classes where I have seen people with an AR-15. It looked to me like it was a regular old ar 15 I didn't notice anything different about it, right? Magazines were being dropped, but I don't know. Maybe they, maybe that was one of the 44,000 that registered. I have no idea. Like it very well could be right. I'm not saying it was, and I'm not saying it wasn't. So there's sort of this, in my opinion, there's sort of this like civil disobedience, kind of like live and let live. And I almost want to say, well, the
1: reality is the majority, vast majority of, of, of New York is red
2: (laughs) yeah you know what i'm saying so like even like even arrests that have been made with like safe act arrests a Mm -hmm. lot of it is like stuff that there was like a bigger crime and they tacked that on there you know he also had i i don't know if i've heard of anyone that just was like minding their own business and they got jammed up on a safe act you know so yeah it's a weird thing it's like it's like you're trying to follow the law everyone's trying to do the right thing but clearly a lot of people are are not registered it's just, it's a very, it's a, it's a real quagmire, you know, it's a real mess. Well, I, I, remember, <laughs> I remember
0: hearing a, a it was a, um, one of the episodes, like the field Crap survival podcast, they're interviewing somebody who had been a New York, who was a New York law enforcement. I forget what agency or the guy's sure. name, but even had like mentioned a specific incident where somebody else uh that was in that department, mm-hmm. like they're in the locker room changing or something. And like an AR mag falls out of the guy's locker and he's like, well, what is that? And he goes, Oh, well, <clears throat> picked up on a traffic stop. It's a 30 rounder. He goes, Okay. Why do you have it? He's like, well, because they're illegal. He goes, Well, they could be pre-ban. Well, how do we how do we know that? He goes, You don't. So what should I have done? He's like, You shouldn't have taken it from the guy. So that you get an interesting kind of do you guys ever run into that? Like at ranges and stuff where we're like NFL range story? officers will oh do
2: This you have isn't a story? really this isn't really a story about uh, necessarily an AR-15 or a weapons assault weapons ban, but this is kind of a story just about it running with law enforcement.
1: Oh, recently Yeah. Re- I, I, yeah so um Mike and I are, are shooting at a at the range and we have plate carriers that were bought pre uh, time frame when you weren't allowed to buy them in New York. And Wait, uh, you can't, can't even buy interiors. All-
2: no, that you can't, was, you can't, buy, you can't you, buy them. You, you can't buy them in New York. You can wear them. You can possess them. You can own them. You just you're, you're not allowed to buy them, them to buy in them. New York, right? I can anywhere. go to Pennsylvania buy one, bring it over. Right. Oh, Don't right. get me wrong. This is a slippery slope. It's going to get worse. Like I, it, they will ban them. It's yeah. just a matter of
1: so. Time. Anyway, we we had them in the car. We were training with them for the day. Um, we had rifles, pistols. We didn't have any shotguns, (laughs) but we had multiple rifles, multiple pistols, a lot of ammo, a lot of ammo. And we were just on our way back from the range and, and we're driving and we notice a police officer, you know, sitting on the side. And I was like, man, that what they had like a range finder to me. It looked like it looked like a range finder. And I was like, what are they doing over there? And uh I think it was you, Mike, that was like, well, maybe they were checking inspection stickers. And I looked over at Mike's registration and his inspection sticker. I go, dude, your registration is out and your inspection sticker is out. Oh, and no. right as I say that, the police officer pulls out behind us. I was like, oh. So we're driving down the road. We go about a mile.
2: Yep.
1: And he pulls us over. And uh guy walks up to the left, uh, partner woman walks up on the right, and I'm just we had the windows down. I'm just sitting there with my mouth shut
2: like all the stuff was in the backseat tinted windows yeah i was carrying appendix you i was carrying carrying appendix
1: appendix, yep and uh the police officer says um you know why i pulled you over mike says yeah i just noticed no no registration no uh you know no inspection he goes ah he goes the cop goes yeah from august this is it,
2: it was february Oh my god! <laughs> so then he goes, "Where are you coming from?"
1: Right, and and Mike goes, "Well, we're coming from you know the gun club," and he put he he, he jerks and he puts his hand on the gun on the gun. He goes, you, "You got any firearms in there?" Oh, for the
2: love of God! Jo- Joking it jokingly, it was jokingly, it was it was a hundred percent. All it, right, every, every intention, body language was a joke. It was kind of like, oh, don't. Don't don't make me reach for it. You know, it was kind of like uh, like who's the um the old deputy sheriff and the old uh, Barney Fife. Barney it was yeah. very Barney Fife-ish. Right?
1: Yeah. And he goes, he goes, uh we both respond, Yes, sir. And he goes, Ah, gun guys. He goes, I can't give you guys a ticket. He goes, You might have my back, you might have to be my backup one day.
2: <laughs> yeah. And so then he starts going uh what do you got wh- wh- where are, where are they and i said well i have one on me uh, my hands are on the wheel and everything i go i have one on me appendix i said i'm not going to move until you give me instruction i go keith and i don't know if you answered i, answered, I said i'm I'm carrying appendix also and, and then he's like anything else we're like yeah we, we both have 22s in the back we both have rifles in the back we have plate carriers He's like, yeah. Wait. then he starts asking his questions He's like, like well what exactly are, what exactly do you have you know like yeah. he wanted like make a model i was like a p365 with a holoson red dot and he's hey. like he's like oh he's like how do you like those uh those those red dots he's you know, it was, then he's like where can i get ammo cheap it was like we became like his buddies you know yeah. like he found his source for like like it was like admitting i'm a cop but i'm not a, i don't know about guns. yeah a lot about guns, not that you yeah. know about guns. But, yeah, I just don't want to say that. I'm yeah, sure. I don't want to say that, but it, more so that, like, he kind of was like, You guys sound like you know a lot about guns or you're really into this. Like, can you tell me where I could get some good ammo or cheap ammo and that kind of stuff? Yeah. And it it was a great experience. Experience. Like, it was definitely positive, you know, but um, I think different departments act differently. I was
1: going to say, I don't know that that would happen everywhere. Yeah. And this uh, is a
2: small town department. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's but kind of overall, funny how many of those
0: guys you run into that are like not about those laws. They're just yeah. doing a job.
2: I had a guy one time that Keith and I have debated this. I don't always say that I'm carrying, but uh, I had a, I don't always either, but I had a, I had a officer pull me over and I said, um, he, uh, you know, he said, you know, I pulled you over. I said, I don't, he said, you know, you were doing 40 and a 30 or whatever it was. And I said, uh, okay. And I said, um, I gave my license registration and I said, listen, I said, I just want to, my hands are up on the wheel. I said, I just want to make it very clear. I am currently carrying, I am a CCW licensed. I am carrying. I just want to make that very clear. And he was like, good. He's like more people should. And I was like, cool. You know, that's
0: so awesome.
2: And, uh, he did not give me a ticket, you know? And so, um, anyway, you know, I think a lot of cops are, are very supportive, you know, and I'm sure there's plenty that are not, but, uh, I, I think, I, if I had to guess, I bet you more are than aren't. Well, we, we, we've talked to a a
1: lot of law enforcement on the show. We have a lot of friends that are in law enforcement in New York. And I mean, most of them are pro-gun, you know, they're, they're, um, some of our local sheriffs have come out in, in opposition of, of these laws and said that they're not going to, you know, enforce them. And, you know, we, we appreciate those guys and and we appreciate, you know, that, that uh, perspective. I mean, the idea that I. You know, should feel that I have to, you know, call and wait for someone to protect me is just not what I want to do as an American. Yeah, I, I'd like to be responsible for that by myself.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, especially when you look at, you know, uh, average response times. And this is not a dig on law enforcement; it's just the no. reality because they're yeah. so defunded and, I mean, attacked. They're they're made to be the bad guy in so many stories. Average response times across the country are somewhere between like, I know, what is it, like 8 to 17 minutes, just depending on your location yeah. and stuff. Um, I mean, you look, we talked about the that school shooting in Nashville. The whole thing was over in 14 minutes.
2: They did so amazing. Think, we, we've said it. I mean, those guys were rock stars, right? Like, they, they crushed it.
0: But to think that that whole ordeal was over in 14 minutes and in some parts of the country, you would have still been waiting for for help to show up.
2: Well, and listen. we have
0: people that that are screaming about you don't need a gun to protect
2: yourself. Here's the deal, right? Go and do an MMA round for 5 minutes. You know, like simulate like an MMA round for mm-hmm. 5 minutes and tell me how long 5 minutes feels. And now triple that. You know what I mean? Like I'm being yeah. serious. Like 5 minutes when you're out of breath and your adrenaline's pumping and you're like fighting for your life, five minutes is a frigging eternity. And now triple it. You know? If you don't think that, if you think like, oh, it's only 15 minutes, you have no idea. Like, that is a lifetime. You know? And I don't think people realize that.
0: I mean, do you guys, just talking about law enforcement, like, with what you guys are doing training-wise, do you see, do you get a lot of that in, like, classes and stuff you guys attend? Or do you have a lot of guys participating in, in things like that that are that our law enforcement,
1: in terms of what I'm sorry, in terms of training that we take, yeah, no, I don't, I don't,
2: I mean, like, see, that's
1: one in every class, but
2: yeah, does law enforcement take classes that with us saying? like the type with of classes us? that we take? Uh, oh, yeah,
0: yeah, um,
1: I don't think so. I mean, I feel like I've seen one or two in a couple classes here and there. I
2: think it depends who you train with, too. Yeah, Um, I think like Ben and OFT, like not not the cops don't train there. I'm sure that they do, but. They're definitely a lot, a lot of civilians, but I've definitely taken classes in other places where there has been a cop or two. So I, I think overall though, I think if you talk to most cops, a lot of cops, they shoot to requalify and that's their shooting for the year.
0: Yeah. I I think
2: that's, that's, and I think that's nationwide. I mean, listen, cop, there are cops who like really get into the whole, like, I'm a, I'm a gun guy and like tackle berries. Yeah. Yeah. They call Um, like in New York city. They call them buffs, you know, like they're, they got all the gear buffs. Buffs. B-U-F-F-F-S. Yeah, like in New York City, they call them buffs. Like they're really in the, that culture, you know? Like we would be buffs, probably all three of us. Um, <laughs> I, I don't look buff, but. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm going to move on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I think a lot of cops fall into like they're either those buffs or they're like they qualify once a year. I think there's very few in the middle that are like, you know, that are kind of like, yeah, like I shoot you know, five, six, seven, eight times, 10 times a year. Yeah. I mean,
1: I, I just, we laugh at all the time. Like I, I I shoot a ton of shotgun, way way more shotgun than I do anything else. And I probably shoot, I don't probably, I know for a fact that I shoot at minimum 2,500 rounds of shotgun a year. Um, wow. It's probably closer. I think this year I'm probably a little, little more than that already, but I like to shoot trap and, and skeet and sporting clays. And if I can, if I can shoot shotgun, I'm, I want to do it.
0: So is there, given the restrictions and stuff you guys have, is there a larger, um, I guess, I don't want to say following, that's like that's not the right word, but uh, do you have classes specifically di- designed for like home defense or like shotgun classes specifically designed uh, around, you know, I know there are, I'm really bad at it because I've tried it before, like downloading a shotgun and then uploading, you know, like move from buckshot to a slug and things like that, just because they're more legally possible yeah. there
2: um i mean I, you know it's funny everything i feel like everything that you could think of is available we have shotgun classes we have carbine classes yep. you know um we have pistol sure. classes we have home we have defense tactics classes and we have you know lever action, classes, lever action classes yeah med classes you know i mean it's i i really everyone talks about like new york and California. There's a little mm-hmm. bit of sprinkle of like Boston, Massachusetts in there. And you'll hear like Delaware and Maryland a little bit, but like, I feel like New York and California, you hear, actually, you hear a lot about like Oregon and like, like Washington, like that area gets, gets kind of a bad rap too. Right. Illinois. But like, I feel like, Yeah. 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 Chicago, right. Illinois. Chicago, Chicago is right. absolutely the worst. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I would say like New York, Illinois and California are probably the three like ones that you hear the most, right? Like those are probably mm-hmm. the three big like antis. Um, and like I said, a few others sprinkled in, but I have to tell you, I'm so jealous, of, jealous of California because I feel like they have a richer gun culture than we do. We have a very, and I'm not, I'm really not saying this to let, I'm saying this to be as genuine and truthful as I think I can be. I think we really do have more of like a hunting culture. We have more of a kind of like our upstate New York is, you know, more, they probably are more into shotguns a lot of a lot of people you know i'm and there's definitely ar-15s because we just look there's a million of them were bought right but like you go to you look at california like man so many people i, I look on instagram people in california so many of them have plate carriers so many of them were like running and gunning with cool stuff like you know night vision like you just i don't think you see that as much in new york maybe it's just my perception but i mean do you, what do you think keith I think that's a I think that's a fair fair perception. I, yeah. I, I I think I agree with that. I kind of feel like New York is like it's very divided into like there's the city and you have that sort of like of metro, yeah that metropolitan and then you have like this sort of like rural kind of like yeah like for your stuff.
1: listeners we had a bear in our neighborhood last night eating garbage
2: yeah <laughs> like you uh, know we we, live, <laughs> we, don't, we don't live in like the sticks by the way we live in like a Fairly, I mean, not suburbs, but just just a little more rural than suburbia, I would say. Yeah. But like, you go to California, and I know that there's definitely like uh, there's going to be more like rural parts of California, whatever. I just feel mm-hmm. like California, like their culture is just just different. It's not like it's not as like I hate saying Fud. I can't help myself. It's not as funny, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's just not as funny there.
0: Well, it's probably I mean, because I think the flood thing gets tied to hunting culture a lot. Yeah. So yeah. not in that like Northern California like wooded. Portion of it, you're more like by the beaches and stuff. And yeah, I know. I was gonna say, I honestly, I think that probably makes a lot of sense. um Given if you look at how many big companies have moved out of California in the firearms industry, because things have, in the last, basically since the governor left office, right, things have gotten <laughs> worse and worse for pro to A business. um You see some really big like Glock store, Glock store is huge. Yeah, they were in California. You right, know, but they were
2: in see- California. That's the point. Right? Yeah, they were there. Well, right.
0: Yeah, because they had that culture, and I and it's probably all tied together. I'm sure the movie industry, you know, with those armors and stuff, that's got to be part of it, and yeah. uh, the open space that that is easily accessible. If you drive, if you're in certain you know places, you can drive out to the desert and be able to yeah. shoot some portions of land and stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, because we what you guys are describing for New York sounds an awful lot like Michigan. We have a lot of hunting oriented shooters, yeah, and then there's like a giant divide between (laughs) between the FUDs and uh those of us that like myself that are more in the uh I hate using the word tactical I know it sounds so douchebaggy yeah you're like I'm an I'm a tactical shooter like oh really are you like I but yeah you know if you had to use a word it's probably tactical you know Uh, what
2: word I like using instead I like the word practical shooting Right? That's it kind of applies yes. to like everything, right? It's like, you could use it for home defense. You could use it for hunting. Like, it's kind of like, it's practical for many purposes and it rhymes with tactical. So it kind of like, kind of like you makes you yeah. think that way.
0: <laughs> I just wait for one of those people. Like, well, I would argue that it's more practical to go hunt and provide food for yourself. Like, okay, well, I'm not doing this with you, but yeah, sure. Whatever you want. Uh, and
2: listen, I listen, I am a hunter. You know, I do hunt, um, you know, I bow hunt, I gun hunt, but I'm definitely not a FUD. I'm like the last thing from a FUD. Um I don't like anything with wood on it. <laughs> <laughs> that, and I'm not the even opposite. An AK? God. Nah, I don't even like AKs, man. I'm I'm a very simple dude. Like I, I have the same calibers and like I just want the same guns. Like I would rather have like five ARs like built different ways than have like a bunch of different stuff. I and, I, and I want one of every caliber. Yeah. 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 I, I, I only shoot nine millimeter. Uh, I mean, I have a 380, but like, I never, I don't, I don't know why I have that. It just, if I could give it away, I, I would, but you I should not, not do a buyback. That. You get more than it's worth. I should. Yeah, I should. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's very true. Actually, I might actually get more than if I actually sold <laughs> you it. You would. So any anyway. 500 bucks that goes for. That's really? Yeah. You 500 bucks for that thing. That's what I'm going to do. If it wasn't so anti-gun, I would do it. Anyway. they're well, like giving you money at least. And then go buy another yeah, gun. Yeah. I mean, go buy another gun. Yeah.
0: You could reinvest that into another gun or like, Yeah. well, I would say like a suppressor, but you guys can't have those no,
2: that's you a can... genius move. It's a, it's, I'm it's telling you, it's, it, we have it's friends, a, we have LCP. friends on this. It's an LCP. So, like, I Ew. can't sell it for it's like
1: $250 gun, yeah. $300 gun. New.
2: So, like, use it's like $100,
1: maybe. We have people that have been on the show that literally do that. Really? They go around, they buy the cheapest guns and nobody wants, and they wait for the buyback, and then they go in and so smart. It's like
0: yeah, that rap. is smart. Actually, you can bankroll quite a few. And, uh, and, and the best bills. part
1: about it, the best part about it, is they can advertise how successful the gun buyback was.
0: Yeah, this <laughs> is totally legal.
2: Yeah. We got thirty-seven guns, and only two of them were turned in by so criminals. What you could do is buy a bunch of relics that don't work. Yes, and then take that money and go buy some real cool shit that does work. Yeah, I
1: think there might be like a working. You might only get like two hundred dollars
2: yeah. for a work for a non-working one. But I, gotta, I gotta
1: look into this. Yeah, yeah, I will. I'll send it to you next. But anyway, so
2: I was going. I was like, I shoot nine millimeter. I shoot five, five, six, two, 6, two, three, twelve gauge. Like I have like that's it. I shoot like the basic calibers. I don't get into like these like wildcat rounds or, no interest. Thirty thirty is my hunting rifle.
0: See, I, I have a bolt action in 6.5. That's about as, uh, or 6.5 Creedmoor. That's about as exciting as I get. Otherwise, I'm I'm right there with you. Like five yeah. five six for my ARs, 9mm for my handguns. I do have a 1911, which is obviously then chambered in 45 because
1: there's no other 1911 chamber. I mean, caliber.
2: I yeah, get I it mean, in 9.
1: <laughs> I would get it in 9. I don't, I don't care.
2: I, I See, I, I can't. Don't... I can't actually, though, I don't like 1911s. One. I would get a 2011 because they're nine millimeter,
0: but I want a good one. And unless I'm like going to get the Springfield Prodigy, which I've heard mm-hmm. very mixed reviews on, um, uh, you know, I, I just I can't, you know, like if, if I if I get a 2011, like I want to get a good one, I want like a staccato yeah. or
1: something, yeah.
2: Even those these days, they're not that's cause... like that's like the entry level, that's that's <laughs> yeah. starting, you know, like I mean, the Prodigy is mm-hmm. probably the lowest, right? But yeah. like after yeah. that, it jumps to staccato, that's your, your next point you know yeah if i were gonna go long range like same thing what you just said if i I, we want to do long range at some point but uh i would do 6.5 and Mm -hmm. that's it that would be that would be the cal that would be another caliber but like basically every platform i use i get in the same cal every pistol i buy is nine millimeter for for one purpose one caliber that's it i'm very pragmatic (laughs)
0: hey Honestly, it makes it easy. You don't, you don't, you don't get any of those like horror stories you see on Instagram of guys like accidentally loading like 300 blackout into one of their five, five, six mags or, or yeah. something goopy like that. That is a, an actual fear of mine and why I haven't, I haven't built like a 300 blackout upper. Cause I have
2: a suppressor in all fairness. If I had a suppressor, I might go, I might do 300 blackout, <laughs> but like, there's no reason for me to have one. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I can't yeah. get a suppressor in this shitty state. So like, why would I build a gun that I don't have a purpose for? You know,
1: That's
2: yeah, what they want Mike. I mean, They want you to not build something because you don't have a purpose for it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you should do it just to stick it to the man.
2: Just to stick it to the man. All right, You sold me. <laughs> you convinced me. <laughs> so
0: they, you guys can't, you can't get a suppressor at all. Like, no, not even like that.
1: Is one of those things that like Listen, is a no go. Mob movies were started in New York. There are many. Mm-hmm. W- there would be way too many people sneaking around at night, killing people silently. It, it's not mm-hmm. allowed. Listen, I'm
2: Italian. I find it <laughs> very racist. It, it is was, racist. It's so racist. It's it has nothing to do with killing people silently. It's more comfortable to shoot. I'm I'm gonna call our local representative. You could try I'm, that. I'm gonna say, listen, I know that all the mob movies have silencers, and it's scary. But as an Italian American, I find that extremely racist and culturally biased and insensitive. Uh, uh, I might try. Hey, that. you, you know what? With
0: uh, with today's political climate, you may actually get some traction with that argument.
2: <laughs> they don't care about Italians. You kidding me?
0: No, no, no! Just the I'm offended, and and oh. personally, I'm being attacked, and uh, uh, as a, <laughs> a
2: I, like I, said, I, I like that I said, I like that I said, I like that I said. They they don't care about times, and you're like, oh no, no, no! I know that I like, you didn't like, you didn't, you didn't double down. You were like, yeah, no, nobody cares about you guys. Nobody, nobody cares about hey, you. Hey, listen, you as I'm a mo- motherfuckers.
0: I am well. I my my mom's uh, side of the family is Mexican. Nobody is more marginalized right now than <laughs> us. Like, they're trying yeah. to build walls to keep us out. We're not. We're not. You know, taking to the streets and burning shit down. We're just like, all right, we'll we'll build a tunnel or something. We'll figure it out. We're gonna be here one or the other. <laughs> to, to be here, you? I am. I You're am very you. anti uh, illegal immigration because we came. You know, the family came here legally, but I do think it's very funny that you never see the Mexican people outraged about trying to like, like keep us out.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I actually like, you ever think like, man, I wish they would build a wall around me and just like, let me live and be in peace and <laughs> harmony. Like, yeah. just, like, wall me in, man. You know? Yeah. Leave me alone. Did I don't I, like people. Did I hear something the other day? I thought I heard something about Texas talking about seceding from the union. I hear that. I feel like that comes up. All no, time. but I, like, I feel like it was like I, someone proposed. I, like I, I never believe it's going to happen, gonna but happen. I just, just thought I heard something about that.
1: Maybe.
0: I mean, they, I do... that's in.
2: isn't that in their constitution? I think that's part of their like state it
0: seems like they're always the one that threatens it um yeah i wouldn't be surprised if it's in their comments you know i will call my father-in-law he lives outside houston i'll ask okay. him like hey man how you doing you should know about this right
2: listen they're turning more purple day by day you gotta be
0: careful. uh yeah that's a real uh talking to him and and to other people that are in texas it's a real concern because of how shitty things were in california economically yeah. and otherwise they <clears throat> emigrate they being the filthy Democrats and they like you know like vermin spread out and turn all the red states purple and
2: but what I never understand about this is if everyone's leaving that so like New York's the same way we I think we're actually the number one state in terms of people leaving. Um mm-hmm. it's, it's like a it's a you know it's a big thing. But like you would think if everybody's leaving like in our case I think that what's happening in New York is conservatives are tired of this and they're moving to actually florida which is florida's turning more red than purple now oh yeah right but in texas's case californians are moving to texas because they can't like afford the mess they've created in california but you would think if all the democrats are leaving california that at some point it would start to turn them purple you know what i mean like but somehow they like i don't know are they reproducing fast or something i don't know how how they're how they're making that happen well,
0: they do live off the system, statistically speaking, so they are probably having more children that you and I are paying for. Um, but my theory, this is me personally, is when's the last time you had a conversation with a liberal? Like not not somebody who was liberal leaning, like a real like you know, like a real liberal where you could throw facts at them all day long and prove that everything they're doing is wrong. And they said, Yeah, you're right.
2: Yeah, never. It's not never.
0: It doesn't happen. It's like a unicorn, right? Yeah. So they're leaving California because what the Republican people there are doing isn't working and they're sick of it and they don't like being marginalized or fill in whatever, their, whatever the hell the reason is. So it's not because of their policies failing. It's because of this other fill in the blank reason. So they're going to go to what other state where things are good? Usually a red state because we tend as I well. be, I'm a conservative. We're more successful in business. We don't you know, argue over how to dress ourselves and hair <laughs> colors and things like that.
2: Literally, the yeah. word conservative comes to mind. We're conservative <laughs> with money. We're conservative with our hair. Right? Yeah. Like it's we are we're, conservative.
0: Exactly. Where life is good. And they come here in droves because things are good here and cost of living is low. And then they vote in the uh, their their elected representatives who shift policy and then you give it 10, 15 years. And hey, look, now we all those taxes models, all we're in you. trouble.
2: If we, if we lose, if we, if they get New York, California, Texas, forget it. Oof. That's yeah. That's game. Game that's, set match. Well, then, yeah, uh, that's uh,
0: every major election right there.
2: Yeah.
1: Then uh, Ben Franklin's last constitutional convention speech would be true.
2: You love it. <laughs> you have a, you have a fact over there. I feel like you looked up some about it. Texas. I did look up a fact about Texas. If you, if
1: you really want to yeah. hear it, what do you got? So yeah. they, um they broke away from Mexico in 1836 and they were a Republic for like 45 years or so. Uh, no, not even um, somewhere around there. But they were annexed by the United States in eight, in 1845, and then after the Civil War, which uh, came after that, that that established that no states can succeed from from the Union. Um, in 2009, Rick Perry, governor of Texas back then, joked about Texas maybe succeeding, and then in June of last year, at the Repu- at the Texas State Republican Convention. They adopted a platform urging the legislation to put a referendum before the people of Texas um, to determine whether or not the state should uh, reassert its status as an independent nation. So they talked about it at the convention,
2: but it didn't really go anywhere. It sounds like okay. So they don't. It's not in their constitution, though. They can't just. It's not in any state's constitution, apparently. Yeah, according to this.
0: Darn. If, If there was any state that was crazy enough to do it, they'd be the ones. Well.
2: I was just saying to my wife the other day, and Keith. You say this all the time, and I, I think I think you won me over on this. Oh, really? Norm- normally, like you and we're I, on- yeah. this is recording, right? I, yeah, I, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm saying it. Yeah,
0: so this but, is uh, this is actual proof, right here.
2: Yeah, I mean, Keith and I have a few like real doozies, like that we debate, like have been going on forever. But this is one I think I'm gonna. You're swinging. I'm swinging. I I think you're right. I don't think it's possible for us to ever be fully united. Like I think we are just oh, yeah, divided. We just like, divided. like yes. yeah, like he always says like we are divided and we're in two camps and like it's just and and i try to be positive and be like but like there was a point where like it's not that long ago like reagan like swept the whole nation and like everyone mm-hmm. basically was and keith's like not nah, never gonna happen again and i was well, saying to my wife was, i don't want to say never gonna, gonna happen 9 11
0: 9 11 we got pretty close that was the last yes, time yeah. that was it, last
2: it time. generally takes a um a massive tragedy that is not that that is a national a uni- national uni- yeah. united sort of national yeah. strategy but the problem is that stuff short-lived and the problem so why i'm bringing this up is is it is it a point where we're not a united states anymore and like should there just be uh should there be a divide i mean obviously this is super hypothetical but should it just be there's there's a, a part of the country that's conservative and there's no a part that's <laughs> i mean the answer is no but like we can't seem to get yeah, out like, we get along you know? we, we would get along fine If what the
1: opposition, whatever side you're on, left or right, I don't care. I don't care what side you're on when I make this statement. If the other side would let the other side have their opinion and accept the difference of opinion, and say, however, we both have the right to that opinion, (laughs) because like you know, you know what I mean. The reason why I'm saying you you don't like guns, okay, fine. Don't don't you don't like guns? You think that assault weapon should be banned? Great, that's fine. Okay, I don't, and it's not going to happen. It shouldn't happen because just because you think it should, who wins? Nobody wins. It just—it's yeah, it's not something win. that should be regulated. Period. But that's—that would mean that we're siding with you. Like, no, no you're not siding with me. You're siding with this document that was drafted in 1791 by our fathers. Yeah. Yeah, but they don't see it that way. I they understand don't, that's right? the problem. Yeah, but it's not yeah. just—and I—I say guns because that's the left side. Maybe, it's but because the maybe, right side
2: too. Maybe it's because I'm from a state like this. But like, so when I say like, obviously, I'm not saying I want like the United States to like divide. But what I'm saying is like, I want nothing more than to go to like Florida. Where, and there's a bunch of states, but like, I want to go nothing more than to go to a place where like the people that I live around pretty much see eye to eye with me. And by the way, like, there's many people who have some thoughts that I'm like, whoa, that's a little, that's a little out there for me. But I'm tired of living in a place where like I can't even talk sometimes. You know, I'll be in a place where I'm surrounded by people. It's not just firearms. Yeah. it's, all, it's, it's everything. everything. It's everything. We can't and, have a natural gas stove going forward. Yeah. And so, like, you get to a point where you're like, I just want to be around my people. You know what I mean? Like, and you find yourself for those of you that don't live with burning in- fireplaces. Holy shit. That's like, Oh, sorry. I don't know if I can swear. That's going to
1: like, that's going to ruin everything.
0: You can definitely swear. Um, <laughs> uh, Yeah. I think, you know, that it's almost like we thrive on it. Does it ever get to the point where you feel like people are just looking for something to argue about and be divisive? Yes. about?
2: Yeah. I got to I got to tell you, the older I get, I was just saying to somebody the other day, older I get, I've always been someone who keeps like a pretty small circle of friends. Like I don't need hundreds of friends. You give me a, you know, half dozen good friends. Give me four quarters like, instead of $10. There you go. <laughs> um. So like, but the older I get, the more I find myself being like, I'm just like, I don't want to go to a party. Like I never want to go to New York city. My wife would be like, you want to go to the city? No. Hell no. Yeah. Hell no. Maybe a Yankees. game. There a- used to be a time where I enjoyed it. Yeah. Oh no, me too. I was single. Yeah. <laughs> And even then, I really, no, I, gotta be, I gotta be honest, even then I didn't like there, it. I, it was so, never a big city. Do you, just, like you just
0: not enjoy the Yankees anymore because you're sick of winning? Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: th- there was times not too long ago where I enjoyed going to the city. Oh, really? I had a friend who lived in Queens, Forest Hills, and I, I went to see Tom Petty at-, at Forest Hills Tennis Stadium down there. Yeah. You know, like, there there were times where I enjoyed walking around the state. Now, with these new, you know, with the bail reform and and people yeah. getting out of jail unless you commit uh, you know, a classy felony.
2: <laughs> I'm not a city <laughs> person, to begin, person. I'm not a city person to begin with. You know, like we, when well, my wife and I have been to quite a few cities, and the joke is always, "Is this a mic-friendly city?" You know, like, and there's some cities that I navigate well, and like, I'm like, these are typically smaller cities. You know, but New York's my. We said this the other day. New York is my least favorite city by far. I mean, you could take me to Boston, you could take me to New Orleans, you could take me to. Anywhere. I'm sure Tampa. I've never been there, but I'm sure anywhere, anywhere. Go to Clearwater, (laughs) hang out with Scientologists. Yeah. Is that a thing? Clearwater. Yeah. Really? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I I think so. Yeah. I mean, what's not to love, right? No state income
2: tax. Weather's great. Most of the time. Got to deal with some hurricanes every once in a while. Eh. That's my retirement plan is have two houses. One in the mountains, one on the ocean. If you can get a lot of snow, go to the ocean, get in a hurricane, go to the mountains. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's actually a solid. That's a solid plan. I, I should start so. working on that. Get yeah, my oh, I, I am. up my four
0: hundred one k contribution to put me in a better position.
2: But yeah, there might be a day when you can't outrun it. Maybe, but you know, what you said you said Clearwater. That's one of the areas I was like looking for the beach part. That's so no, a beautiful
1: area, but they're Scientologists. So
2: weird to me. They're weird, right?
0: I, I think yeah, but it's weird. It's no worse than than living in a community. It's got like a bunch of like. uh Mennonites or, or Amish people or something. You just you leave each other alone and it's usually like... Are they pro-gun? No.
2: Scientologists? I don't know. Look that up.
0: Well, I, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I would say, if I had to guess, I would say no, because a bunch of people in Hollywood are Scientologists, yeah, and everybody who's it. in Hollywood hates firearms, unless it's in a movie making them a shitload of money.
2: Do you ever so think that's porn. not true, though? Do you ever think that that maybe isn't true?
0: That what that actors don't i think there's
2: more i think there's more actors who own guns and are for our sort probably like quasi pro-gun than you think they just can't
0: probably they just yeah they can't because then they get canceled and then their livelihood's gone and they have to live like the rest of us which is you can't do that i
2: I feel like you can tell the true pro-gun versus the true anti-gun people by their status so what i mean by that is like um Uh, I guess they don't have Chris Pratt is too big to cancel. So therefore he can Mm -hmm. be pro gun. Right. Or Keanu Reeves is way too big to be canceled. So he can be pro gun. So like those guys are genuinely, that's who they are. And the same is just
0: like a super nice guy. Like he's a great human. Like who the fuck's going to try and cancel him? You'll lose no matter how you go. Yeah. Agreed.
2: Agreed. But then the same goes for the others. Like someone who is like a super high profile actor and is anti, like they're not faking it. They don't need to fake it. At that level, You know what I mean? So if someone's like a total monster A-list actor and they're anti, they're probably anti. It's that sort of like just below superstardom that I feel like they have to kind of tread a little lighter. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, it
0: makes sense because you're trying to get to that next step. You're like you're precariously perched on that that like cliff of either falling into, you know, like the D-list absurd, yes. you know, like when nobody knows who you are, obscurity uh, yeah, or, yeah. you know, climbing up to the top tiers of Hollywood.
2: Something it may surprise me though. Like the rock. I could have swore the rock would have been like a pro gun guy. Like, no. like, isn't he from Texas? See, I just get isn't so he... aggravated
1: at that, but he makes his money held in around a gun. Well, that's what he was just saying. Like, yeah. It's, it's, just it's, annoying. Just, it's
0: annoying. Oh yeah. yeah. It's ton of those actors that, I mean, like look at Alec Baldwin. I mean, he's
1: <laughs> yeah. He's the worst of the worst of about it.
0: Yeah. He yeah he really is terrible. I'm trying to think. I know there's a couple guys where like isn't Will Smith anti-gun?
2: He's I a mean, tough one. I don't I don't know. I've I, seen some because he he did yeah. that whole thing with Taron Tactical where he was training with him, and so he's actually handled guns. He's not yeah. like you know what I mean. I, I don't know some. I don't know.
0: I don't know. Yeah. One of Chris it's, Rock knows. Oh, Chris Rock might know. can Ask him. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, so, Hey guys, I, we're kind of coming up to it here. Yes. This has been awesome. You know, um, it's, it's so <laughs> upsetting, uh, and interesting at the same time to hear kind of your guys like life perspective, just living how you guys do. And, and, and also the rest of the discussion was just fantastic. Um, so, so Keith, thank you, Mike. Thank you, you guys for carving out the time and everything. No problem.
2: Thanks for having us on. It was, it was a lot of fun.
0: All right, absolutely before we before i wrap it here um can you go ahead and just let the listeners know where they can find you guys I don't know if you have a website or I know you're on instagram um and obviously you have your own podcast so where, where can the folks find you if they want to check out what you guys got going
2: on um, basically the gun experiment. So if you Google the gun experiment, other than some weird Kansas city gun experiment that was held, uh, we'll pop up <laughs> all over the <laughs> It's really happened. Uh, we'll pop up all over the place. You can go to the That's our website and you can get all of our content there, including, uh, actual listen to episodes and then, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, the gun at the gun experiment, and any podcast directory that you could think of pretty much we're on there. That's it. Awesome.
0: Awesome. Again, thank you guys both. And
2: yeah, thank uh, you.
0: No, absolutely happy to have you guys on. Uh, Looking forward to to connecting again in the future. You know, and and seeing you know where things take us. Uh, But again, thank you guys. This has been really really cool, and uh, we'll be in touch.
2: All right. Have a good night.
0: So hope you guys enjoyed that. Obviously, uh, you know, Mike and Keith, uh, a little bit of a departure, you know, from my my average guest here, but uh, certainly a whole ton of fun. Uh, I had a great time <clears throat> when I was, uh, when, when I appeared as a guest uh, on their podcast, that was actually the first time I've uh, been interviewed on a podcast was with, with those gentlemen, um, and they do a fantastic job. If you guys haven't checked out the gun experiment, uh, it's it's different, you know, it's not what, and I, you know, I'm always like my own biggest critic. So some of you guys may disagree with this, but I think that I fall in line with what a lot of gun podcasts do. I think that Mike and Keith do something different, something unique and fun. Uh, and I enjoy listening to, to their episodes and their, and their interviews and the way that they format their content. So, they're on all the major platforms. Highly recommend you guys go check those dudes out. We had a ton of fun recording when I was on their podcast. This was awesome. Obviously, here, we we jumped all over the place, you know, talking about just how they handle things dealing, you know, with life in New York and the gun laws there and how it can make things challenging. Uh, talk about gun control in general across the country and training and just all kinds of different stuff. Uh, certainly a very unique conversation and... Uh, I just, I can't say enough how much I enjoy being able to connect with people like Mike, Mike and Keith. And it just goes to show you the diversity that is out there in our community. You know, uh, I don't want to make it all about the, the gun control laws, but they have found a way to, to enjoy shooting and to enjoy, uh, this outlet in this community that so many of us do while still having some, uh, some of, you know, are probably the most unconstitutional laws in the country imposed upon them. Um, So the next time, you know, you think that things are a little bit rough or weird, or I mean, like people, there's always somebody that has got it worse, right? And uh, I would say that people in some of those states like California and New York that we discussed on, uh, you know, on this episode and, you know, specifically for these guys in New York, like, yeah, that's a perfect example. And they find a way to make it work. You know, they train around those things. They they buy gear around those things. They went out of state, you know, to get the plate carriers and things. They have access to those. Um, There's people that won't, you know, go, they don't want to order, you know, gun parts online because whatever reason, well, you know, if you want to have access to this stuff, you want to be successful, sometimes you, you do what you got to do. So um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, I certainly, I said a ton of fun. We took it all sorts of places. I didn't even plan on, on taking it and didn't, you know, honestly take very much effort to get there really just a very natural conversation and, and a really, really good time. So like I said, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I certainly did. Uh, but that's all I got for you guys this week. Thank you for hanging around with us, checking out the prepared mindset as always head on over to patreoncom forward slash prepared underscore mindset, underscore pod, sign on up, give us some support. We got tons of exclusive, I think we're up to like 15 exclusive episodes on there. We got videos, we have targets, we have, uh, articles, all kinds of cool stuff. You know, last year at the end of the year, uh, the guys over at 100 concepts, uh, hooked up all of our uh, patrons with a free Christmas gift, so no guarantees on that this year. But I mean, it's a decent little thing we got going on there, and all of your guys' support and help comes right back here to the content you guys see online, to the content that you're listening to, uh, you know. And and we really, really appreciate it. But I, I, you know, that that's that's it for me for this week's episode. That's all I got. Until next week, we have more great content coming at all you guys. Get out there, hit the range, work hard, train smarter, and be prepared.